Good morning, Memphis. Good morning across the country on Internet Radio. You're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I'm your host, Joe Garner, Mortgage Loan Officer. Connect with me at jogarner.com. And if you're in the Mid-South area or any of the 50 states in our great nation, make the call to me and let's talk. I really do want to talk with you personally. Today, our topic is questions and answers, how to have a smooth real estate closing under new TRID, no before you owe guidelines. Call us on the air right now, Saturday, October the 10th, 2015, by calling the studio at 901-535-9732. That's right. And if you're out of the area, out of the Memphis area, you can call 800-474-9732. If you have any any questions or comments on any real estate or real estate lending topic. Sitting across the coffee table from me is Tom King, who is an appraiser with Bill King & Company. Tom? It's good to be here. And we've got a lot lot to talk about today. The FHA rules have changed, effective 924 2015 and they are turning the appraisal and the underwriting and the agents and uh, mortgage loan officers upside down that's the only way i can describe it (laughs) so we're going to get into a few of those rules and how it affects uh mortgage loans and your uh your closings shortly yes about the appraisals and then there's also a lot of changes uh tom of course that have have uh, rolled out as of october 3rd that are going to directly affect home buyers and home sellers, realtors and lenders. We'll be talking about that in our show today. Uh, But I've been a mortgage loan officer since 1987, and I have never seen so many far-reaching changes in the real estate lending business than I've seen just within the last five years. (laughs) Or or the past three months. (laughs) The past three months, that's a good way to say it. My job as a mortgage loan officer is to do everything, of course, that I can to pave the way for my client to have the smoothest and uh, quickest uh, closing possible and still be following the uh, stricter lender guidelines. It's kind of a tightrope. Over the next uh, several minutes, we're going to be covering some of those changes that uh, have the biggest impact, of course, on home buyers and sellers. But before we launch into talking about the changes and how to work with the uh, new guidelines, let's talk about some market news Mortgage rates remained relatively quiet yesterday following a bit of a hike earlier in the week. But here's the silver lining in the cloud. The mortgage rates are still lower than they were, you know, even back in September 2015. Uh, It's still a great opportunity to buy a house or even refinance one. Uh, The best rate quotes uh, ending yesterday were around 3.875 to 4% on your 30-year conventional loans. Of course, there's a lot of different types of mortgage loans. This is with no points. Um, uh, Rates can vary according to different factors. The 15-year rates were around the low to mid-threes. We're still in a very good environment for refinancing or purchasing. And if you want to compare some financing scenarios on your home, your home purchase or maybe a refinance, Uh, you might uh, be pleasantly surprised at the amount you can save uh, with a lower payment, lower interest rate. And as we say a lot on this show, make your plan, work your plan. If a deal works for you today, do it today. Uh, Let's talk about the details of your real estate transaction, though, off the air. So call me and talk with me personally 
at 901-482-0354, or you can connect with me at jogarner.com. You know, and Joey, you're you're talking about interest rates being stable. <laughs> Everyone's talking about the Fed raising rates, and I'm sure that'll have a, a negative effect on interest rates or, <laughs> or, or interest rates going up. So uh, you're right. Do it today if you can. Right. Well, and of course, the Fed rate is not really directly tied to mortgage rates at all. The perception in the marketplace is that they are, but they're really not. What happens is that Fed rate affects the bond market, which then affects the mortgage rate. So in a sense, you're absolutely right. It will have an effect. We just don't know what effect directly. (laughs) But uh, let's talk about know before you owe. Um, The know before you owe regulations that have come out were put out by the uh, Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, and their goal was to make sure that borrowers get to review the official terms on their loan with a mandated wait time in order to, um, you know, give them time to review it so that they truly know before they owe and before they sign the closing papers. Uh, The consumer should get to see their initial loan application disclosures three days after they do the official loan application with the property address confirmed, of course. And there are other mandatory wait periods set throughout the process, like after the appraisal arrives and and once the loan is approved and the final numbers needed uh, for closing are disclosed, instead of closing the same day you get your final number and you know what to write your check for, instead of closing the same day or an hour later, uh, now there is a uh, mandatory three business day wait period that you have to wait out once you get your final numbers for your real estate closing and uh, if you use, if if the lender uses a U.S. postal system, that can be seven days because they've got to give three days for it to, to arrive in the mailbox. That's why it's really important to use um, electronic type uh, communication where you can get it instantaneously, get your numbers, so that that three days starts counting right then. The advantage to this regulation for home buyers is that they get uh, more firm numbers, and uh, you know if they want to shop lenders on that initial loan application they can do that Uh, of course when you get your final numbers to close it's a little late to shop but on the initial loan application waiting out that time with the firm numbers uh, gives you a chance to shop around make sure that you know exactly who you want to work with and have time to review the paperwork the disadvantage of course to home buyers and sellers is that there's a mandatory wait period built into the process and that can actually (laughs) wait wait wait. (laughs) yeah hurry up and wait hurry up and wait right uh, it causes delays, and if the borrowers, you know, especially if borrowers are slow delivering their paperwork to the lender. Uh, for instance, if a buyer and seller stalls the process due to required repairs, Tom, uh, from an appraiser, uh, that can slow the process down. So we want to make sure that uh, we are well prepared. We're going to get into talking more about the appraiser and uh, what the new regulations require for uh, Tom as an appraiser, which will affect you as well. Another reason that may cause a delay, for example, is if the income and asset documentation, pay stubs, tax returns, if it doesn't support the amount that the borrower told the lender originally, and it's actually less income, less assets, uh, requiring the lender, you know, it's going to may require the lender to wait for additional documentation from like your employer or your CPAs or banks to get more information. That is uh, an area where we see that can cause delays in the process. But the solution to prevent as many of these delays as possible is to use email, use electronic uh, means to get documents back and forth to the lender instead of the snail mail through the, you know, the U.S. postal system. 
get your supporting documents to the lender as soon as they require them. And do not wait a week or so or tell the lender you're on vacation. I'll get them a couple of weeks when I get back. (laughs) That will cause a delay. But try to have them to the lender within 24 hours when they've asked for them. And if you're buying a house, but it depends on you selling your house and the person buying your house has to sell their house first and everyone has to close on the same day, we call that the domino effect. Uh, there are multiple chances that someone down in that domino line is going to get delayed on their closing, which could delay your closing. So have more than one option for moving day. Maybe you might want to arrange as plan B to have a pod set up so you don't have to, even though you're moving your stuff into the pod, you don't have to unload it but one time if that happens to be, uh, if you happen to have a delay. Just be prepared in case of any delays. And, Tom, I'm going to shoot it back to you and ask you, what changes do you see that can affect home buyers and sellers? Well, Joe, that's a great question. I was driving in my car yesterday at 3.30. I did a final inspection uh, two days earlier, and the underwriter calls me up in my car, and he says, you've got to add one sentence to your final inspection. And if you don't add that sentence, we can't close. And if you can't add that sentence, it was a big bank here in town, major bank here in town. I said, you're to call the chief appraiser nationwide for the bank and explain to him why you can. <laughs> and I said, I, wasn't, I was kind of on my way home, but I'll change. So I had to go in there. I had to call. Uh, I had to make the changes. Send it in, and I called the, the the underwriter in San Antonio, Texas, and I said, I've just sent it. Have, does, is that okay? And I said, if I hadn't done that, they would not be able to close the loan on Tuesday. So uh, it's it's major changes here coming up. So it, it's 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 big stuff and we're going to get into the technical aspects of it yes right after the break right after the break you're on the you're on real estate mortgage shop i'm joe garner mortgage loan officer you can connect with me at jogarner.com we're talking with tom king who's an appraiser with bill king and company and you know what we want to talk with you we're talking about questions and answers how to have a smooth real estate closing under the new trid know before you owe real estate lending guidelines we want to talk with you. Call us on the air at 901-535-9732. And maybe some agents have some horror stories they've, they've heard of that we <laughs> might ma- want to hear about. Absolutely. And if you're out of the Memphis area, it's uh, 800-474-9732. And we look forward to hearing back from you in just a moment. I know a man named Otis who invented a roof, and his heart was filled with pride. I said to Mr. Otis, what does your room do? He said it goes from side to side. So I said, Mr. Otis, if you take my advice, you'll be the richest man in town. You gotta take that room that goes from side to side and make it go up and down. And that was good advice, good advice, good advice costs nothing and it's worth the price. I sincerely doubt that the world could do without my good advice. And you're back on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I am Joe Garner, Mortgage Loan Officer. Trying to get some good advice. We're trying to give some good advice up here. We're talking about questions and answers, how to have a smooth 
real estate closing under the new TRID No Before You Owe guidelines. And uh, questions and answers means that you guys get to call us. I'm sitting at the table with Tom King, who is an appraiser with Bill King and Company, very experienced and a lot of changes on his side, too, he'll be getting into. Uh, give us a call on the air at 901-535-9732. And if you're out of the area, it's 800-474-9732. But you know what, Tom? We're going to take a quick little fun break and uh, play a little game called the... Trivia Yeah, the contest. Look Back Memphis Trivia Contest. That's right. Look Back Memphis Trivia Contest is brought to you by Memphis notable historian Jimmy Ogle, jimmyogle.com. And Jimmy Ogle offers free historic walking tours in downtown Memphis today. He's doing a marathon, 10 a.m. to 8 p. So you got to catch up with him downtown. And, uh, of course, you can get with him at uh, jimmyogle.com. Uh, our sponsor for the Look Back Memphis Trivia Contest is John and Jennifer Lawhon of Lawhon Landscape, and that's 901-754-7474. The Lawhons can help you plan your landscaping, even if you're on a budget or even if you want to do a big, big uh, project. The Lawhons are giving away a $25 gift card to the first person with the correct trivia answer. And if you know the answer uh, to one of our trivia questions, call us uh, on the air, 901-535-9732 or 800-474-9732. And uh, what's our trivia question, Tom? All right. This is the University of Memphis uh, tied-in question right here. And the question is, I am the first alumni of the University of Memphis to be elected mayor of the city of Memphis. Who am I? That's a good one. Should I give a hint, too? Yeah, why don't you get some more hints? All right. The name of the University of Memphis has changed over the years, so I may have graduated from West Tennessee, West Tennessee Normal School, West Tennessee Teachers College, Memphis State College, or Memphis State University, or right now it's the University of Memphis. So. Now it's the University of I didn't Memphis. know it changed names that many times. <laughs> well, uh, you know who this is. I think it's a person. It is. It is. You know who this is. You want to give one more hint? I know Just who it is because I'm looking at the sheet here. I know. You're cheating. <laughs> one more. Uh, I was known to have a humorous uh, radio relationship with a local disc jockey. Radio disc jockey. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. And the last. It later went on to, to uh, uh, write a, a song called Disco Duck. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's a great hint. Okay, well, who am I? And that number again, Tom? 901-535-9732. All right, Tom, back to our topic. Questions and answers, how to have a smooth real estate closing under the new TRID, no before you owe guidelines. Lots have changed. Lots of things have changed with the appraisal industry, particularly in the area of these government FHA loans, which Memphis is very fond. The Memphis area is very fond of the program as well as other cities across the country what are some of the changes and how does that affect our home buyers and sellers tom well that's a great question basically the what fha has done now is they've made the fha appraiser a home inspector and i'm not qualified as a home inspector to get into that more specifically they say that we must inspect all of the crawl space of a house. That's an area that has a little door where you crawl under the house, not just kind of look at it, shoot a picture, and go from there. Um, another thing we have to do is inspect all of the attic of a house, and it says in the requirements that if there's too much stuff in the attic, 
we've got to require that to be taken out so we can inspect all of the attic of the so house. that means the homeowner has to move their stuff on an FHA uh, appraisal. That's right. That's what it says. I mean, that's really bad. Um, it says we must operate all the cabinets and all the drawers in the in the ha- in the kitchen we must turn on all the appliances to oh make sure goodness. they work and i did one the other day and the disposal didn't work and we sat and pressed the reset button make sure it was plugged in and all that it just didn't work so but what we have to do is report that in our report and it's up to the underwriters to determine whether that's something that needs to be inspected or not. So I think it really puts uh, the ominous on the underwriters to to say, hey, give us some – I said – Hey, you know, give us some instruction on this. And then our instruction is, hey, our job is to report it. It's your job to tell us what to do. You know, that's that's right. And underwriters are going to err on the side of caution, and they're going to require it. But, Tom, real quick, um, what – does this mean for the home uh, owner in the future with FHA? We're not talking about conventional loans. We're talking more uh, about FHA, FHA government FHA loan. loan. Well, instead of a 30-minute inspection, the appraiser may be there an hour, hour and a half to turn on all these things. I, I did one, and I, I said if I, if I hear it working, then that's good enough. But turn on the air conditioning, the heating. Uh, we're getting into cold weather. How do we know, you know, it can damage the unit, mm-hmm. the air conditioning unit, if you turn on the air conditioner during very cold weather. So you don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I think what's going to happen is there are going to be more and more inspections required. Mm-hmm. The fees for appraisals are going to go up. On for, FHA on loans. FHA on loans. FHA, not necessarily conventional. That is correct. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Because we have to do that. We have to uh, uh, look at the entire attic, like I say. We have to uh, turn on several faucets. What do you think the price is going to go to? You know, and right now they're what the, about four fifty, four hundred, five hundred dollars in most cases. Yes. Uh, after you add on the third party government uh, required appraisal ordering company's fee, what what do you think these, right. these fees? It could go up significantly, couldn't they? On I FHA really think appraisals? it can. I I don't want to throw something out there, but uh, I took an eight hour course, and some of the appraisers there were saying they're going to go up to. Five hundred, six hundred dollars, and some of them are going to say, you know, I I don't want to crawl completely under the crawl space of a house, put on my overalls and things like that. And uh, you know, it's it's we with the rules now, we have the option of turning down an an assignment, and that's what one bank sent. They said, here's our fee for you to do it. If you don't want to do it, turn mm-hmm. it down. Now you had you mentioned off the air when we were on break uh, something about crawl spaces. If there's not enough room to get under there, some appraisers may just reject the whole, the, not even go out there to do the appraisal. Is that that's right? Because they don't want to do the entire, uh, uh, look at the entire crawl space. It said the appraiser must visually observe all areas of the mm-hmm. crawl space. I'm reading this word for word and notify the mortgagee of any deficiencies. If the crawl space doesn't satisfy the following requirements, one of them is a vertical uh, distance between the bottom of the floor joist to the grade of 18 inches. Wow. And I think before that, it was, hey, if it's 18, 15 inches, if you could get in under there and maintain it, that's good. <laughs> now we've now we've got to measure that. And uh, I've got a little laser measure and says, hey, if it's not 18 inches, let's you know, that could be a cause for rejection. I rejected one uh, several weeks ago mm-hmm. that had like a five-inch 
uh, area where there's no way to accept. Time to, to go uh, on a diet. <laughs> go, go in there. Yeah, you have to be really skinny. But uh, we, we have actually, a winner. We have a winner. And on our uh, Look Back Memphis Trivia Contest, our Look Back Memphis Trivia Contest, again, is uh, brought to you by notable Memphis historian Jimmy Ogle. And Jimmy's out doing uh, the marathon historic tour today from 10 a.m. until 8 p.m. And uh, <clears throat> you can catch up with him today downtown. Just at uh, Beale Street Landing. At Beale Street Landing. And our sponsor is John and Jennifer Lawhon, Lawhon Landscaping, 901-754-7474. They can help you with your landscaping project to keep you on a budget or even do a big, big project if you want to. They're giving away a $25 gift card to the first person with the correct trivia answer. And so we have that first person, and his name is Tommy. Tommy, how can we uh, – we just want to c- congratulate you, first of all, for uh, being our Look Back Memphis trivia winner. And, Tom, you yes. and Tommy – all right, I'll give the question real quick, and you can give the answer, Tommy. I was the first alumni of the University of Memphis to be elected mayor of the city of Memphis. Who am I? Well, I'm, excuse me, that's Wyatt Chandler. You are absolutely correct. That's right. So what, what gave it away, Tommy? Well, it was uh, the disco duck. Wasn't that Rick Dees? Rick Dees here to swoop, please, singing from the trees with, swinging from the trees in his BVDs, is the way he'd say it. Yes, man. Yes, sir. That goes back a long time. Yes. Well, that's good. That's good. Well, uh, on this additional hint, he was part of a four mayor in one year parade in Memphis. Can you believe we had four mayors in one year? My goodness. And, uh, he became a judge in 1982. And uh, congratu- oh, we also want to shout out and congratulations to our new mayor now, Jim Strickland. Yeah, yeah. So thank you, Tommy. We appreciate that. Tommy, we appreciate you listening, and uh, we hope to have you back on the air soon, I think. Have you ever won before? Yes, I have. You have a very good uh, program. Well, thank you. We appreciate you um, being on here. And, of course, we love Memphis. And I know, Tommy, because I've talked to you before on the air, that you love Memphis, too. We've got a great city. Yes, we do. It's wonderful. Yes, we've got a lot of history, and we've got a lot of good things about Memphis, and we need to be talking good about our city. And, Tommy, thank you so much for um, being on the air with us. Yeah, one of the things Y. Chandler would say was, yes, sir, Mr. Dees. <laughs> yes, right. Well, we're going to go to break here on the Real Estate Mortgage Shop program, Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I'm Joe Garner, your host. And with Tom King, we want to talk with you, 901-535-9732. We'll see you guys back in just a moment. I know a little piece once. All right, you you say your piece. Love is a thing of beauty, and beauty is a blossom. Oh. If you want to get your finger bit, you poke it at a possum. <laughs> How many biscuits can you eat this morning? How many biscuits can you eat this evening? How many biscuits can you eat? Forty-nine and a half of meat this morning. It's evening right now. You got another? Yeah. Georgie was a little girl who lived in Tennessee. Yeah. She had a ticklish feeling on her ankle and her knee. Upon investigation, she found a chigger in a flea, and they went marching on Georgie. <laughs> How many biscuits can you eat this morning? How many biscuits can you eat this evening? How many biscuits can you eat? Forty-nine and a ham of meat this, this morning, morning, this, this evening. evening. Right now. 
All right. How many biscuits can you eat, Tom? Forty nine and a ham of meat. That's or something. a new one on me, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> we pulled that one out of the archives. Really the dusty, uh, dusty archives. That was Tennessee Ernie Ford and June Carter. Oh wow. That's from great. the fifties, I think. So that was a long time ago. That's right. <laughs> and our topic today is questions and answers and how to have a smooth closing under the new trid no before you owe guidelines. Uh, if you've got a question, uh Give us a shout and, on the line and on Joe, what, Live. What are you hearing from uh, your social media? Uh, well, you know, we're watching that, Tom. <clears throat> we have, we've got some questions and some answers, and it's not how many biscuits have you eaten. Oh, that's good. Eat. We've got uh, one from Ryan Byrne, who is a well-known closing, a real estate closing attorney here in town. And uh, his question is, will the buyer and seller get separate closing disclosures? He knows the answer. He just said we need to cover that. Uh, and will the buyer have the ability to see the seller's numbers? Um, if the seller and the buyer are closing at separate closings, then uh, they're going to have separate disclosures. Now, in some cases, they can see some of the same numbers, but in most uh, cases, I think uh, you're not going to be able to see the other side like we have in the past. The seller will have their numbers and their disclosures, and the buyer will have their their own. But there are cases where you might be able to see see both. But Ryan Byrne, if you um, have a question or if you have something you want to add to that, give us a call on the air at 901-535-9732. We have Fran on the line. And uh, Fran, how how can we help you today? Well, okay, for a new first-time home buyer, they're having trouble treading the water, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> Trying to find these homes and, and get in to look at them. And is, I mean, is there a course or class or what do these young people do to get their first home? Well, you know, Fran, I'm glad you asked that question. There is uh, some very good home buyer, first time home buyer uh, classes that are available. And they're available in every, just about every city of the United States. You can go into HUD.gov and look under Home Buyer Counseling, and they'll show you if you put in the zip code, you know, where your local home buying uh, counselors are. are you, what, what city are you calling from? Uh, we're way out in Brighton, but they're looking for Memphis. Mm-hmm. Preferably, I think they want Bartlett and Incorporated. Well, let me just say that United Housing here in Memphis does an excellent job in uh, their course. It's an eight-hour class. You have to call and get a a seat, you know, a course in advance before you're going to buy your house. But they cover a lot of really good things like how to budget, uh, how to keep the house up on repairs and things like that. They just And how to understand some of the lending disclosures. They have a great program for that. And this is through who now? United Housing. And uh, I don't have their number right up front uh, here, but maybe we can look it up over here on the computer and uh, put the number back out online in just a little bit. But that's an excellent question. Anything else well, we can do to help you? Well, I mean, the one problem is he, he works the graveyard shift almost. Mm-hmm. So it's really going to be kind of hard for him to do classes in the day. Well, it it may be the wife could try to go, but... Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is, they they it, yeah. have a toddler, so she stays with the toddler. They may have a class on Saturday also. They have classes on Saturday. They also have some online options, Fran. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, they'll work with your. Well, they'll work with your son, but uh, the eight-hour course or what? 
it's an eight-hour class, but in some uh, cl- in some cases, as long as they cover the material and it's certified that they did cover it, you know, they can they can get credit for it. But I would call United Housing and see what your options are uh, for mm. that. Because he keeps asking me a lot of questions, and I'm going like, we bought our house in 91. Things have changed. (laughs) (laughs) Things have changed since 91. The key word, things have changed. Fran, we so appreciate you being on the air with us. And we've got got Norma on the line. And Norma, how can we help you today? I'm wondering what the initials LLC listed behind the property means. The property owner, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Uh, well, that's a, a limit, limited liability, liability corporation. corporation, so that's a, a, just a, a, like a, a corporate owner or something like that. Evidently, they have the house is under the ownership of a limited liability corporation instead of in the name of that personal individual. People do that for uh, to limit their liability. And, and sometimes you'll, they'll, they'll, you'll see it as the property address LLC. It'll right. be 123 Maple Street LLC, and they I guess they have an LLC for every property. Mm-hmm. Does that so, answer your question, Norma? Or? Yes. So that just means that um, more than one person takes or owns the house? Well, that just means that a, one person could own it, but it's in the, in the form of a corporation. Oh, okay. Okay, thank you. you yes, ma'am. So Have a good day. Thank, thank you, you, Norma. Bye-bye. And uh, we've got Tim on the line. And, Tim, how can we help you today? Uh, good morning. I, love, I enjoy your show. I just wanted to uh, ask a question. I'm selling a property in another state. Uh-huh. And do I have to roll over that money into a new property? Or can I just keep it? Because I'm looking for a new house now, but I may buy the house before the property sells. Okay, Tim, I've got a bad connection here. Can you repeat your question, please? I have um, a property in another state, mm-hmm. and I'm looking for a new house now. And I may not sell the property until after I buy the new house. Right, okay, I'll follow you. So I'm worried about the capital gains. That is a tax question, and I will tell you, I'm not, I'm not a CPA. I would strongly suggest <clears throat> that you talk with your CPA, but I will say from a mortgage standpoint, I know that there have been some um, uh, where you don't have to pay taxes if it were your primary residence over the last at least two years. If it's a primary residence, uh, there may be some ways that you can avoid having to pay the capital gains tax on the sale of your primary residence. Oh, okay. So check with your CPA on that, Tim. And uh, are you using the funds from the sale of your house to buy the other house? Yes. Another thing, <clears throat> if you're buying the uh, the house, the new house, before you sell your old house, you might want to look at what's called a departure equity line of credit on your house that you're, se- you're going to be selling. So you can go ahead and have the money available to put down on the new loan so that your terms are set where you originally wanted them on the new house that you're going to be buying. Uh, And then, of course, when you sell your old house, you would pay off your existing mortgage and that little departure equity line of credit that's now on your old house. That way you can have your cake and eat it, too. You can have your money uh, to close on the new house without having to sell your old house yet. Does that make sense? It sure does. Well, I appreciate your call, Tim. We we so appreciate our, our listeners. We've got Pat on the line. And, Pat, how can we help you today? Uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, I have a question about an appraisal. Yes, sir. Go ahead, Pat. 
Um, I'm fixing to have my home appraised for a refinance, and I have a 11 year old air condition that has a problem. I mean, my air works fine and everything, but my uh, condenser or evaporator drain pan is rusted out. Well, I have water in my emergency drain pan. What do I need to tell the appraiser about that so he doesn't knock five thousand dollars off of my appraisal? <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing you could do, I'm just thinking, is uh, get it inspected and see if it is in working order. And well, the appra- it's in working order. Yeah, I, I've, already, I've already, I've already had it inspected. And it's, okay, it's, it's well, got to be replaced. Oh, it does have to be replaced. Well, right, because of the new Freon laws. Yeah, and the all that. Sear. Yeah, it uh-huh. it sounds sounds like you're gonna have to get it replaced. I'm afraid. Right. Well, I tell you what, if you want to um, talk, I, I know I know one company particularly, Pat, that has been buying those older units, and uh, when they put in the new unit, it's um, top quality service. Um, I think they're still doing that. Uh, Dwayne McCrory had helped some of my clients. Well, that's good. Uh, but there may be some other companies out there too that are doing that. Uh, well, they'll they'll buy your old unit when they put in the new one. It just makes it a little less expensive to put in the new unit right okay but what i need to know is when the appraiser comes to my house he's going to see that do i need to tell him on the front end or do i need to just let him see it well it probably be better to go on and replace that air conditioning unit so the appraiser can take a picture of it because we've well, got we've got to report everything and we we take a picture of all that stuff and include it in the appraisal because we've got to do it as of the time we inspect the property well, my appraisal is Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> not going to happen. Not going to happen. Probably what would happen was that the appraiser would make that uh, a requirement and come back out and reinspect the property after you uh, get your air conditioner fixed. So you're telling me that no matter what, if he once he finds that out, he's going to knock five thousand dollars off my appraisal. No, he's not going. He's going to knock. He's going to appraise it as if the air conditioner was there. And then reinspect the property at a later date to verify it. But if the air conditioner oh. works, it's if, not a not a big deal. If the air at all. conditioner works, it, it's probably not a big deal. But oh, yeah. the air conditioner works fine, but it has to be replaced this winter. Period. Okay. All right. Uh, I think at least FHA and most mortgage companies would say if it's got less than a two year life, then it it probably have to right. be replaced. Right. And right. you would have to, since you know it, you would have to disclose that in your. Uh, uh, in in your uh dis- property disclosure, right? So be upfront with the appraiser and say, "Look, here's the deal. I'm having to replace this winter." Yes, yes. And please don't take no money off of that. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, is it okay to say that? Yes, sir. Okay, that's all. That's all. That's the only thing holding me back. Uh, from from having this completely done. Pat, All right. thank you so much. For Good being, luck on your appraisal. Thanks for being on the air with us, your own real estate mortgage shop. I'm Joe Garner, mortgage loan officer, your host. Uh, you can connect with me at jogarner.com, or you can call me personally if you want to work with me. you got to talk to me personally, 901-482-0354. We're talking with Tom King, appraiser with Bill King & Company. We want to talk with you. Give us a call on the air while we're live. This is October the 10th, 2015, and call us at 901-535-9732. See you guys back in just a moment.
<laughs> so much for being sophisticated, right? <laughs> it's such a dry topic. You know, we're talking about this new no before you owe guidelines, and it's so dry. So um, Tom and I decided we'd have a little fun and pull some old, old songs out of the archives to play today. Oh, that's great. <laughs> we're talking about questions and answers, uh, how to have a smooth real estate closing under the new TRID no before you owe guidelines. And uh, so we'd like to hear some of your questions and uh, maybe you've got some answers for us too. So give us a call on the air while we're live at, at 901-535-9732. And if you're out of the area, it's 800-474-9732. We actually have a caller on the line. We have Beverly Borwick, and uh, I know, Beverly, you have a burning comment to make. Beverly's actually our TV, television lead at Talk Shop. Oh, and she's great. a She's a yep. accessory design, a designer. She makes, a, like, a, what a jewelry and accessories and stuff. She's awesome to talk to. Beverly, how can we help you today? Good morning, Joe. I sure love you. Um, I do have a question. Um, in, in property purchases, it seems there are ever-increasing amounts of paperwork and legalese involving, um, involved in covering potential loopholes and other issues. Will these rules, rule changes help ease the property buyer's burden of more clearly understanding the ever-increasing mountains of paperwork required? <laughs> And potential pitfalls during negotiations. Oh, I see. That's a great question. Um, there, Beverly, you're absolutely right. I know you've been you've been studying it. Um, there, there is more paperwork involved, and uh, there are more wait periods and delays involved in the real estate process. Now, let me just say this though: <clears throat> on the positive side, uh, you are going to get more firm numbers from the lender sooner in the game than you have before and you're going to have more time to be able to mull it over and and discuss it and know what you're what know about it before you owe it um it's very important that you work with a, a lender and a realtor especially a lender who knows these new guidelines in and out and i will say that uh, I, I run my loans through Evolve Bank and Trust and that mortgage department over there we have really been drilling on this so uh you need to work with somebody who has who is already set up, who's already been working the program, and know how to know how to get you over those pitfalls. Are you still there, Beverly? Oh yes, ma'am. Yes, I am. Um, one follow-up question: Will the results from these changes be known in the near future? Well, you, that's you know what you this lady's been studying it. Some of the news, uh, <laughs> some of the news stuff that I've been seeing coming over my desk has been that it is going to take several months to find out what kind of um, uh, results we're going to actually get uh, on the backside of these kind of reaction, action, reaction kind of thing. And it's going to be studied greatly by the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau and by lenders. We are learning best practices, Beverly. Nobody's an expert on it right now, if I can speak for all lenders on that. <laughs> but we are learning best practices on how to get you as the home buyer, refinance, uh, rent refinancing, buying through the process uh, a little bit more smoothly. And we're going to learn new things as we go. But, uh, Beverly, I so appreciate you calling and uh, being on our show. Thank you for all the work you do at at Talk Shop. It is about that time for our uh, real estate tip of the week. Tip of the week. There we I think go. you have it, Tom. <laughs> yes, getting back to FHA appraisals and things like that. There's one rule that says we have to inspect every part of the roof. 
So that means if there's a part hidden we can't see from a, because there's a house next door or a big tree in the background, we've got to report that. So I have a feeling that a lot more roof inspections will be necessary. <laughs> uh, I've got a big collapsible ladder that I'm going to extend and try to see as much of it as I can, but still – uh, we have to see the entire roof at this time. Oh, you're going to be With climbing FHA, around. With FHA, you're going to be climbing around, crawling around, turning things on and off, <laughs> all that stuff. <laughs> Don't shoot the messenger. Everyone has to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got some announcements. Talk Shop offers free education and networking to anyone interested in real estate or in business. And uh, this Wednesday, coming up, October 14th, 2015, Joe Rojas, our title specialist, and I'm going to get to be on that panel, too, as a mortgage uh, expert. We're going to be talking about how to have a smooth closing under the new know-before-you-owe lending guidelines. I know and really, there are... hasn't been a closing yet, because this started, what, October, <laughs> October 3rd, 3rd, so we, we right. don't know what it's going to be. We're going to find out. So uh, Talk Shop meets at the University of Phoenix, 65 Germantown Court, first floor in Cordova, and uh, for more information about Talk Talk Shop. Go to talkshop.com, talk, S-H-O-P-P-E, dot com. And to hear today's podcast of, of, real, of Real Estate Mortgage Shop and other podcasts of our show, go to jogarner.com. We want to thank uh, Nick Barnes of Test Video Studios, a freelance videographer who specializes in editing and consumer-level online broadcasting. He's up here. He's in the studio right now. He's in right the studio now. right now. We're trying to look our best. Contact Nick if you want to have him come out and do some promos for your company or your business at testvideostudios at gmail.com, or you can reach him at 901-409-3645. And as we say on this show, on Real Estate Mortgage Shop, make your plan, work your plan if the deal works for you today. Do, do it, it today. today. Call me personally. If you want to work with me, you got to call me personally, 901-482-0354 or go to jogarner.com. Tom, how do we reach you? 901-487-6989. Love to talk to anyone that wants to know about the new rules. Absolutely. And uh, hook up with Jimmy Ogle today down downtown. Go on that historic walking tour. And uh, we love hanging out with you guys. And we'll see you next Saturday.